This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Greetings, America. How are you? Out there across the Fruited Plain. If you're in the southeast United States where I am, you got tornadoes. Uh, exciting day. Usually it's like Kansas. Not today. It's it's us in the southeast. Uh, got, if you're, for example, I, I will just tell you, if you're in the regions of my flagship station, WSB, you have a severe thunderstorm warning um, that is going on and will keep going on uh, for the next 37 minutes. If you're in, well, southern Georgia, you got tornado warnings, not even watches. It's just the southeast of Alabama, same thing. Uh, north of Birmingham, severe thunderstorms. Mississippi as well, all over Columbus and Tupelo and just the whole southeast day eaten up with severe thunderstorms and tornado warnings, not even watches. There is a big tornado watch down in South Georgia and uh, Alabama, but goodness gracious. I don't normally do weather here, but literally I've got affiliates across this part of the Fruited Plain and uh, all over the place, and they're all being impacted by severe thunderstorms. Um, if you're basically on the Alabama line, North Georgia to South Georgia, you got severe weather. It's It's kind of a mess out there. Uh, I want to move on, though. The phone number 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. I want to talk about what's happening in suburbia. There's new data out, and there is a bit of a populist uprising. Um, it is very interesting data that's happening out there. And a lot of people are looking at it saying, oh, the Democrats... They have a path. They have a path into the suburbs and with the working class. So you got to understand a couple of things that have happened here. A lot of voters lived in cities and they moved to the suburbs. Outside of the urban spheres of America, there are broad tracts of land with houses because people want houses, because they want dogs, and they want backyards for their dogs or their children. They don't want to raise their children inside cities. I just, as an aside here, as an aside, I I live in suburbia, and we're in a nice, plain neighborhood. It's actually, my wife and I moved into this neighborhood. We did not want to move into this neighborhood because there are so many people in the neighborhood. We moved into a nice-sized house towards the front of the neighborhood, off on a cul-de-sac, 
We got a, a half acre of land, and it's it's fantastic. You can't build on one side of us because it's an erosion area. Uh, you can't build on the other side of us because our next door neighbor actually owns that lot of land, and you can't build behind us because there's a natural gas easement and a horse farm. So, I mean, we're surrounded without neighbors. It, it's great, and yet we still have neighbors. One day I want lots of land and no neighbors, or at least lots of land where I can bury the neighbors when they bother me. <laughs> We'll see. One day, we'll see. I've got this house in my head. If my career takes off, I want to build it. Nonetheless, uh, suburbia. A lot of people who are in urban areas move to suburban areas, and they're willing to commute into the cities to work and then go home in the evening where they can sit in their backyard or on their front porch, have a beer, enjoy the neighbors, enjoy the kids, let the dog out, have a sidewalk walk, and not get mugged. And then those who decided they wanted to even further commute moved into what they call the exurban area. Now, what? So you got the suburbs, and then further out are the exurbs. They're the larger yards. It's the neighborhoods that that are backed up to the horse farms. And then you go beyond there. You have rural America. This this deeply deeply odd part of America that Democrats don't seem to understand, where where people have large tracts of land and they grow gardens and they take care of themselves and they leave each other alone and they see each other on Sundays at church and the Democrats don't understand that. And what has happened over time is that suburbia was where the college-educated urban workers moved and then a lot of them moved into the exurbs because they wanted bigger tracts of land, they wanted more privacy, and along the way, a lot of their children grew up and did not get college degrees and have great successful livings doing jobs that don't require college degrees. And they are the new suburban and exurban voters. They're high played, highly paid plumbers and electricians and entrepreneurs who don't have college degrees. They own small businesses and they make a good living. And they are deeply resentful, deeply resentful of college degree, particularly graduate degree and postgrad Americans. They are deeply resentful of grad and postgrad Americans because graduate and postgraduate Americans have this annoying habit of thinking that you're nobody without a college degree. Now, that's not true of all of you. I, I am someone, I've got a, a graduate degree working on a postgrad degree, and I got a law degree working on a, on a PhD, and I most of my friends don't have college degrees. But if you're a Democrat and you are white and you have a college degree or a postgraduate degree, you tend to be surrounded with like-minded people and have nothing in common with the working class, and that's breeding resentment. It's breeding resentment because 60% of voters in the country do not have a four-year college degree. They also happen to live disproportionately in swing states. They also happen to be deeply skeptical of the Democratic Party. Republicans retook control of the House of Representatives last year by winning most of the districts with below median incomes. In nearly 20 western and southern states, Democrats are shut out of statewide office. 
because they perform terribly among the white working class. And not only that, they're losing ground with black, Asian, and Hispanic voters. Hispanic voters are kind of a unique demographic group in this country because Hispanic voters, Latino voters, depending on where you are, you call them either Hispanic or Latino, they tend to identify more as white people the longer they stay in the country. They tend to have good jobs over time without college degrees, and they resent like hell the white upper-income secular Democrats who try to tell them they're allies with a group of people who are fixing their lights and their sinks and, and putting in their toilets and building their houses. They do not like white secular elite Democrats. Now, I need you to understand this more than any other data point because this one is so important to understand the landscape right now. You may not be a religious person. You may not darken the door of a church ever. You may be spiritual. You may believe there is a God, but you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's what you have to understand. Don't be put off by this. Learn something from this. You may not be a religious person. Hispanic voters are the most religious people in America. Hispanic voters are the most religious people in America. Do you want to know who the second most religious group of people in America are? Any idea? The most religious group of people in America are Hispanic. Shh. Let me let you white people in on a little secret. The second most religious group in America after Hispanic voters, black women. <laughs> yes. Do you know who the least religious group of people in America are? The least. Upper income, college educated white women. Your worlds are colliding. Your worlds are colliding, Democrats. You see, you have a constituency based on uh, non-white voters, and now you have upper-income, college-educated white women. 60% of Americans don't have a four-year college degree. And your sectarian, your religious black voters and Hispanic voters are starting to be fed up with you, not because of your fiscal liberalism. They like that you want the government to spend money. They don't like your social progressivism, and that's the problem. There is no way for progressive Democrats to advance their agenda in the Senate, according to the Center for Working Class Politics, which is a left-leaning research group trying to figure out a way to keep working class voters from fleeing the Democratic Party further. But it's almost impossible because as you have Joe Biden inviting trans people to the White House who go topless, 
and he puts the trans pride flag at the center of the White House, it alienates you from the working class and not just the white working class. 60% of voters don't have a college degree. Now, the Democrats are looking at this and saying, oh, boy, we got a path. We got a path. We got a path to win these voters back. Don't have a CEO or a lawyer be your candidate. Republicans, you got to learn that, too. Don't have a CEO or a lawyer be your candidate. Have a veteran be your candidate. But then also, this is the problem for the Democrats. You are asking the Democrats who are now financially dependent on upper-income white progressive secularists who believe in trans rights. You have to ask them to give up that agenda because the trans lash is real and it's happening within the Democratic Party. Black and Hispanic voters are more and more sitting out. And see, this is the problem that the Democrats have. It's not so much a problem for the GOP. And this is where all of the data is pointed right now, that a lot of these voters are not up for grabs for the GOP. And you're like, well, how is this good for the GOP? Because a lot of these voters will simply stop voting Democrat. They just give up. They wash their hands of it. They walk away. They're done. They don't like Republicans. They don't even really like Donald Trump. But they cannot stand to be a part of the party of Karen. No offense, Karen. You know what I mean. They don't like it. They don't want to be surrounded with a bunch of upper-income, college-educated, secular white people who don't share their values, don't believe in their God, ridicule people who do, and believe boys can become girls. And it is killing the Democratic Party. The media loves to talk about the death of the Republican Party and the crack-up of the Republican Party. And when you look underneath, when you pull up the hood at all the data, what you find is that you got 60% of Americans who don't have a college degree. They are beginning to hate the people who have college degrees, who are white and don't go to church. And those people are now the financial engines of the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party is beholden to those donors, which is causing this perpetual cycle of flight from the Democratic Party. You look on the Republican Party and think these people are is a Trump cult. These non-white former Democrats look on the Democratic Party and they're like, this is a cult of crazy white people. We're done. We may not go to the GOP, but we're going to sit home. And that causes more problems for the Democrats than the GOP because the GOP will hold together in solidarity while the black and Hispanic voters of the Democratic Party are like, we're not going for this nonsense anymore. We're done with it. There's a real demographic problem for the Democrats, even as the Democrats now epistemically believe the days of the GOP are over because of demographics. It turns out the death of the Republican Party by demographic data is over-exaggerated, and it's actually happening to the Democrats because rich white people who don't go to church cannot help but seethe with contempt for black and Hispanic people who talk about Jesus. Vision Computer has over 3,000 five-star Google reviews and an average phone answer time of just 15 seconds. When you call, you won't be stuck navigating endless automated menus. A live person's going to answer the phone and help you solve your problems. You know, I run a business, and it's one reason I love the idea that Vision Computer exists. Because as a business owner, you know you've got to be efficient, you got to have tech support issues resolved quickly, and you got to have your computers work. Don't let your employees suffer in silence either. 
They may be embarrassed or hesitant to ask for help, but with vision support, they can get assistance they need to work more efficiently. Reach out to them. Call 404-COMPUTE or go to visioncomputers.com. In fact, if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask for the Eric Erickson special when you call. They're not going to have it on their website. It's just for you guys listening. Call 404-COMPUTE today. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. Be amazed at Vision Computer. Hello there, it's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Let's go to the phones. Bob, you're up next. Welcome to the show, Bob. Hey, Bob. Eric, I know you're having a good day because you're fired up. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been listening to the news, uh, you know, Fox and uh, other local news, which isn't uh, conservative. And they all taught, uh, taught the... Uh, four percent inflation rate from last year and you know that's good but it was up seven percent last year and up four more percent from that so the inflation is still going up a lot more than what they're touting yes. as the inflation rate isn't that correct yes i mean th- this is the thing that frustrates me bob i'm so glad you bring this up but, i was actually going to get into it uh in a little while but you're right so if, if inflation has fallen from 7% to 4%, that just means it's only gone up 4%, not 7%. It's still going up, just not going up as much. Yeah, correct. But nobody ever talks about that. They just, you know, all the major news stations just say, oh, it's, it's come down to 4%. Well, it's still going up. Yes. Yep, it, it's, and it's, a it's lot, still it's a lot up. more than when uh, the Biden administration took office, and that's that's just something nobody says. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, by the way, Bob, I, I thank you very much for that. Uh, so there's another interesting story here, um, and, and there's a a private equity group called Apollo. Now you should know that uh, they are the uh, owner of my flagship station, where where I get a paycheck from. So just so you have that disclosure there, but it's kind of irrelevant. They're they're. I mean, we don't deal with them on a regular basis, but they're kind of um, financial geniuses. And the CEO of Apollo was being interviewed and said that we're he thinks we're headed for a non recession recession. Meaning, if you've got a job in the country and you're not like all in on the stock market, you're probably not going to feel what's coming. Uh, but people who are invested in the bond market and the stock market heavily really will because we're going to have a correction in our financial system by uh, the pulling of money out of the stock market, by the, the Federal Reserve essentially taking money out of the system. That's going to hurt finance guys, but uh, we're at 3.8% uh, unemployment. There's still labor shortage in the country, so a lot of people won't feel what's coming. But if the Fed really does pause rates today, there is going to be a boost, and that'll be good. Now, I want to boost the clean air in your house by getting you to go over to EdenPureDeals.com and getting an Eden Pure Thunderstorm. In fact, you can get three of them for less than $200 right now at EdenPureDeals.com, and you can eliminate odors in your house. Now, I want to I want to be clear because I get emails with them. How do you use it? I don't leave the Eden Pure on all the time. Um, I don't use it. Uh, to get rid of the pollen and the dust. You can. I don't. Here's how I use it. I travel with it because it's an odor eliminator, and that's really where it shines. It wipes out odor. So if someone has smoked in a car, you can plug in the Eden Pure with a USB cord in the, the car, and it'll wipe out those smoke odors. If you're in a room where someone has been using a fireplace, you plug it into the wall, and it wipes out those odors. I travel with one. I can hold it in my hand. It's that small. It doesn't take up a lot of space in my bag. 
and it wipes out stinky odors, smoke odors, pet odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, musty odors. It wipes out those odors. You can get three of them for less than $200. Upstairs, downstairs, basement, RV, wherever you need them. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. Phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of the program, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I get accused sometimes of being uh, very Southern in my coverage, and I need you to know there is in the Southeast a really, really terrible weather and lots of tornado warnings in parts. But also, uh, if you are uh, up at WICC, my affiliate in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, you have a severe thunderstorm headed your way, and you should know about that as well. Um, it's a, it's a. I'm looking at the radar there, and a pretty sizable storm headed out of New York up the eastern seaboard uh, into Connecticut and Massachusetts. And yeah, I love to read the radar. So there's a long, long story that I won't get into. But uh, years ago, I had to learn how to read uh, the weather radar, and I, I do like to do it and feel like it's it's a service um if you're but if you're in Stamford and up towards Bridgeport up on I95 you got really severe weather headed your way so just just uh be careful up there in the um southern Connecticut area the Long Island area as well bad weather same in the southeast uh there are tornadoes ripping through Alabama Georgia uh, earlier in Mississippi uh, really really west uh, east of the Mississippi some terrible weather now, uh, I, I want to move on to the inflation issues. We are waiting for the Federal Reserve to make their announcement. And uh, CNBC has had a lot of coverage on their website. Uh, what they expect is for the Federal Reserve to skip hiking interest rates in June. And uh, the reason is because they see the trend line for inflation slowing down. Now, I want to I, I want to spend just a, a few moments with you on these issues here. I try to cover economic and business issues on this show because they matter greatly to all of us. I, I talk enough about social stuff, but there actually is a lot of uh, economic policy that matters greatly to people. And my theory of elections, and I, I have not been proven wrong in this, and, and maybe one day I will, and occasionally there are hiccups in elections that don't bear it out, but my theory of the case for elections, and just to back up for those of you who don't know, for uh, a number of years before I got into radio, I ran political races and was very successful at it. Uh, I won about 80% of the races that I ran. Uh, I ran federal races, I ran state races, I ran local races. I have a sense of how to run a campaign, and to this day, I have friends who, when they think about running, I tend to sit down with them and explain the machinations of how you run for office, what you do, how you come up with your message, how you engage your message. It depends regionally on what you talk about, and there are odd little quirks that you have to know along the way. There are, for example, in every part of America, towns that are spelled one way and are pronounced another. And if you're going to run in an area, you got to know the pronunciations. So, for example, where I am in Georgia, there is a town, V-I-E-N-N-A. V-I-E-N-N-A. 
It is spelled exactly the same way as the capital of Austria. So may God have mercy on my soul. I hope I'm spelling it the right way. Uh, You would think, undoubtedly, dear listener, that it is pronounced Vienna. You would be wrong. It is pronounced Vienna. Vienna. There is also a town even further south, C-A-I-R-O, spelled exactly the same way as the capital of Egypt. So you would think Cairo. But no, no, dear reader, you would be wrong, dear listener. It's Cairo, Georgia. Now, to me, Cairo is like the the, the corn syrup, K-A-R-O. No, no, Cairo, Georgia. It is spelled like Cairo, looks like Cairo, and it is pronounced Cairo. We also have a Houston that's actually a Houston. Now, you think that's bad? I'm a native of Louisiana. I'm a native of Louisiana. And this is relevant because I had a, a dear friend of mine who was on a road trip. So this friend of mine lives over in Greenville, South Carolina, now great lawyer over there. And he was in a plane crash when he was at the end of high school. And uh, he, to this day, does not fly. And he went, he was on a road trip driving across Louisiana, all the way across Texas. He's headed out to California. And there's this stretch of road in Louisiana from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to Lafayette, Louisiana, and it is essentially an elevated bridge. And it goes over something, and it is spelled A-T-C-H-A-F-A-L-A-Y-A. And my buddy says, what is this thing that I drove over? The Alt-Chafalaya. Alt-Chafalaya. <laughs> Chafalaya. <laughs> yes, Names and pronunciations. Now, now this is this is a small digression, but but I, I think you get my point that if you're running if you're running in Louisiana and you were to pronounce the Achafalaya, the Alchafalaya, you would be exposed immediately as a transplant. You have to get your pronunciations right wherever you live. You have to be local. There's one of the problems that Dr. Oz had in Pennsylvania is Dr. Oz, there's a uh, family chain of grocery stores that everyone shops at in Pennsylvania, and he could never pronounce it right. He also referred to a meat and cheese platter in Pennsylvania as a charcuterie board. No one in Pennsylvania eats charcuterie. They eat meat and cheese boards. You got to match where you're at. But one of the other things that you have to match is... The things that matter generally to the voters. And you know what matters more to voters than your abortion platform or whether or not you go to church or what your view on transgenderism is? You know what voters care about more than anything else? Their money. Their money. If they think you are going to ruin their 401k, You are toast. The very smartest candidates will blend. They'll blend the cultural and the economic together. It's one of the geniuses of Republicans right now being able to run against uh, environmental social governance standards, the ESG stuff, because it is a cultural issue that also impacts your 401k. 
As companies embrace ESG standards because Vanguard and BlackRock and State Street and the like who manage your 401ks for you insist they do, what happens is those companies that embrace ESG get a worse rate of return. Look at Exxon. Exxon is being taken over by the left. Uh, They're putting people on Exxon's board who are against fossil fuels. They're trying to get Exxon to move into clean, renewable energy nonsense. Exxon's an oil company. You want Exxon to pull oil out of the ground and refine it, and they don't want Exxon to do that anymore. They're trying to take it over from the inside out and, and ruin that company. And the result is uh, it impacts your statements as a shareholder. You start screwing up people's 401k, there is hell to pay. And you got to understand that because they understand that. So that gets me to the Federal Reserve and inflation. And this is an issue for the GOP to campaign on. This goes back to my caller, Bob, a little while ago. If inflation has fallen from 7% to 4%, it doesn't mean we've had negative inflation. It doesn't mean prices have gone back down. It means prices are still going up. They're just not going up as much. Now, the theory among the economists, just so you understand, the theory among the economists is that what will happen is that your wages will continue to go up and your wages will match the price increases. So the inflationary price will cause wages to inflate, and eventually it'll all balance out. It just takes time. Wages will go up slower than prices, but eventually you'll get there and everything will be okay. Do you feel okay? Do you feel okay? Mike Pence is one of the very first Republicans to start pivoting to this issue, and it is an issue that some Republicans and some Republican strategists who are so invested in culture war politics are dismissing, and I don't think they should dismiss it. The reality is, as Mike Pence noted on CNBC today, uh, there is a cost of living problem in this country, and the left is doing nothing, absolutely nothing, to try to improve the situation. The left has not in any way, shape, or form figured out how to address the issue. The left in this country has not engaged. The left in this country has not found a way to articulate that actually your cost of living standards are getting better. And too many people on the right are so obsessed about culture war stuff, they've forgotten it as well. So it is notable and credible to the former vice president that he is beginning to engage on this issue. Well, they absolutely do. I mean, we went through this sort of quantitative easing where, you know, basically we had free money, which frankly, with all due respect, sitting here in New York, uh, it was a good thing for a lot of people on Wall Street, but what we're seeing with this inflation, it wasn't a very good thing for people on Main Street. And, and i got to tell you, everywhere I go across the country, uh, people are hurting uh, with the rising cost of living. The American people want to see leadership in Washington, D.C. that restores economic growth, restrains inflation, and also has the courage to be willing to step forward and be honest with the American people about the real debt crisis that's facing our children and our grandchildren. You know, you got Father's Day coming up this Sunday, so I intend to be spoiled when I get back home to Indiana. Uh, one of our kids is actually going to be home with a couple of our granddaughters. I, I just can't look at those three little granddaughters of ours 
and walk by on the other side of the road and say, no, this is going to be your problem. You all are going to have to deal with this in your day when I know that in our time, yep. if we would summon the will of the American people, we can change the fiscal trajectory of this country. And that more than any of the, the you know, changes in the Fed or, or you know, small changes in Congress, that's what will put us back on a path of prosperity and security for years to come. He's taking on this issue, and, and, and there's a cultural tie-in, and I think Pence will make it. I, I suspect we'll see DeSantis and the others head there as well. But the cost of living continues when you poll Republican voters. It's the number one issue they care about. When you poll independent voters, it's the number one issue they care about. When you poll any subset of voters outside of the far left, and that's notable, the far left, the, the most progressive voters do not care about the issue. They only care about cultural issues. Everybody else cares about the cost of living. Everyone cares about the economy. So when you're running for office, get the names of your local cities right. Get the names of your local towns right. Get the traditions of your districts right. But then get right on an economic message about the cost of living. Tie it into the cultural issues. It's a winning issue. You tie the cost of living issues into the cultural issues of the day, the ESG stuff, the woke nonsense, all of that, how companies are putting woke values ahead of actually improving the lives of people financially and ruining 401ks and the like. I mean, think about the number of people who work for beer distributorships that do Anheuser-Busch that are hurting because Anheuser-Busch decided to go woke. You've got the perfect tie-in to blend culture and economics in a way that has an impact on voters that is a winning message and you got to be able to do that because voters will give you license to go after culture so long as you first deal with their 401k you've got to always remember that go with the economy first tie it into the culture and make it a bigger larger theme that the culture affects the economy you will win those voters republicans can win those voters they've just got to be able to blend the two issues together one of the groups that actually is doing that blending of economic and social messaging is Americans for Prosperity because they recognize a free people need free markets and a free market captured by the wokes is not a free market. And so they are investing around the country, building up campaigns to fight at the local, the state and the national level. And they need your help. You can go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today and sign up with them. They have chapters all over the country. They teach you how to be a more effective conservative activist, how to agitate and activate and, and be motivated for free markets and free people. They teach you how to be a better grassroots activist on these issues. They give you the knowledge. They give you the skills. They give you the tools, and they advance liberty, but they need your help to do it. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Go check them out today. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Become a more effective culture conservative warrior for free markets and free people at Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. I got to send one out. I really do. I've dropped the ball again. All right. I, I find it this very notable. This is from uh, the left-leaning Politico. Biden orders DNC and reelect committee to remain silent about Trump indictment. This is Jonathan Lemire. Joe Biden and his top aides have taken a vow of silence on the federal indictment of his predecessor, Donald Trump, and have explicitly ordered the National Democratic Party and his reelection campaign to do the same. The directive was issued in recent days after Trump was hit with federal charges for his handling of classified documents after he left the White House, according to Three, three people familiar with the instructions. That decision 
has some Democrats and allies worried Biden could miss a chance to underscore the seriousness of the national moment as well as deliver a political blow to Trump. You know, Biden actually does realize that some people, including independent voters, will rally to Donald Trump if he comes out and starts attacking Trump on this stuff. Uh, So one of the things that I think I admire most about Americans, even as I, I, you know, one day we're going to sell a mug for this show and it's just going to say people are stupid because that tends to be a theme. But I appreciate the American people also have a sense of basic fairness. And when you see a man indicted and the president of the United States piles on that man, that generates a level of sympathy toward that man. And Joe Biden needs independent voters to win as much as Donald Trump needs independent voters to win. You start making those independent voters sympathetic toward the um, former president, well, you begin to impact the presidential race against yourself. And I find that to be very notable. Uh, By the way, um, you should know, speaking of Democrats, Joe Manchin has decided to come out against Joe Biden's war on appliances. He says he's not supporting any of that crazy stuff. Uh, Joe Manchin, of course, is losing in polls in West Virginia to West Virginia Governor Jim Justice. He's now openly flirting with the No Labels Party running for president. The man is doing everything he can to suddenly sound conservative to the voters of West Virginia, and he's not. He's not. Um, He's a liberal until he runs for re-election, and Republicans should be beating him up over all the flip-flops. He has made it possible for Joe Biden to ban the gas stove and won't actually do anything to stop it. He just mouths off that he's going to. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.